podcast with your host me asia my queen that is me that is she i am where i want to be how's everyone doing today i am doing well I'm in a really good mood, guys. I'm in a really good mood, even though this is the second time I'm recording this episode. Anyways, I have been harassed, stalked about singing for this episode. You guys are like, why haven't you sang? Why haven't you sang? Why haven't you sang? Well, I am here to tell you guys why I haven't sang. Y'all are haters. Yes, I said it. I did. I did. I got a message saying, you don't sound like Mariah Carey. Your mama. Your motherfucking mama. Tell your mama I don't sound like Mariah Carey. But... Never win first place. I don't support the team. Can't take direction in my socks and never clean. Teachers dated me. My parents hated me. I was always in a fight because I can't do nothing right. Every day I fight a war against the mirror. Can't take the person staring back at me. I'm a hazard to myself. Don't let me get me. I'm my own worst enemy. It's better new. Wait. Ooh, fuck. (laughs) But you heard it. You heard it. That song is depressing as fuck. It's depressing as fuck. If I could... Name a song that described my teenage years. It would be Don't Let Me Get Me by Pink. Dramatic, always wanting to pass out. Everything was such a big deal. I had so many feelings. Oh, my God. Everything was such a big deal when I was a teenager. I... mm, I am sort of that way. I have had to catch myself. I'm like, bitch, um... Your emotions have not changed since you were 13 years old and you are 102. Let's get this shit together, okay? Let's let's have some type of regulation, okay? But that song reminds me of the little girl who always wanted people to like me. I, I just wanted to be liked so bad. I still want to be liked. Don't get me wrong. We all want to be liked. But we can't want to be liked so much that we change who we are. I was literally just operating out of whatever people would fucking accept. But me, 
I believe me at my core is a bitch who don't give a fuck. So the bitch who don't give a fuck always trumps the bitch who do give a fuck. Every time, every time I want to give a fuck, the bitch who don't give a fuck always comes out. I'm like, oh, let me care, let me care, let me care, let me walk on eggshells because I just, I just want people to like me. And then here are the bitch who don't give a fuck. Here she comes. I'm like, damn it. Always comes to save the day. But the unhinged, insecure music is so needed. Wow, it's so needed. <laughs> Us as women who... There's just way too much pressure, unrealistic pressure on us. We need it sometimes. We fucking need it. And which reminds me of SZA's new album, SOS. Just came out, what, two weeks ago now? <sighs> People are online saying that they cannot relate to her music because... You know, she's she's sounding a little insecure. Don't get me wrong. She is. I was in the shower listening to the new album and I heard her say, I'm so fucking stupid or something like that. And I'm like, I was first feeling it right. I was lavering my body. Lavering. What is it? Lavering. Put in lotion or not lotion. (laughs) Put in soap on my body. I was putting soap all over my body and I heard I'm so dumb. And I was like, damn. I mean, I can't relate to that part, but, you know, I I could get with you. And I thought about how, yes, there are a lot of us who have gone to therapy, did all the inner work and shit like that, and we are over that phase in our lives, but there's a lot of people who aren't and just need someone to to say how they feel. Some people don't have the words to describe how they feel. And artists like SZA who are just so honest with her feelings, whether they're, whether they're feelings of the present or the past, they're needed. They're, it's, it's needed. Even though you don't relate to what she's saying, the next girl will. But do you know what I do relate to? When she said, I don't care about consequences. I want my leg back. I said, bitch, yes, 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 motherfucking yes. That is my favorite. Oh, that's my favorite song. It's called Forgiveless or something like that. I'm like, indeed, indeed, I want my motherfucking lick back. We already talked about this, though. I want my motherfucking lick back, period. So, yeah, like, yes, I understand. You may be too healed for all this shit because I I was like damn bitch like she was like I'm stupid I'm dumb I hate myself oh my god but I get it I get it and I love unhinged women I I just do I just do because I'm slightly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs so I get it I get it and a lot of people like to a lot of people want to regulate women's emotions I was on the phone with my dad a couple months ago and he basically tried to make me feel crazy for how I behaved on the podcast. He said my nails are too long and all this shit. And all I heard when he was saying that was, I cannot stand your honesty, which I'm not for everybody. 
you're not for everybody. My dad's not for everybody. So I can understand that. But don't try to police my motherfucking feelings in the way I express myself because you don't like it. Who the fuck are you? I don't want to talking to my dad, but sure. If I mean, if it's you saying, I mean, I guess I am. But who are you? Really? Who is anybody to police somebody's feelings and the way they express themselves as long as it's not harmful towards people? But like, if I'm just saying, fuck, I, I can't stand the way I look. Fuck, I can't stand. If I'm if I'm just expressing myself, don't get over here and say you don't like. Who are you? Who are you for real? Listen to somebody that you like. You get what I'm saying? And I know it's not that serious what people are are saying about SZA, but I, I'm saying when it comes to myself, like if I am too much for you, if how I express myself, how I present myself to the world, if it's too much for you, there's somebody else out there for you. I'm not going to be the one to change just because you don't like the way I present myself or you don't like the way I act. Again, who the fuck are you? For real. <laughs> but anyways, this is not what this episode is about. Shocker. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Come on. Please. So the first topic that we will be covering is about when people say that you think that you're better than them. Have you ever heard that before? I indeed have. That statement is so triggering for me because it has held me back a lot from my healing process because I tweeted this yesterday. I said, I'm going to quote myself. Okay. I said, Breaking generational curses while still associating with the people who are still stuck in it feels impossible. Someone who feels like you think that you're better than them, a lot of times it's because they don't believe that they deserve the type of healing that you are now experiencing. They don't think they deserve it. They don't think they can do it. They also... For some reason, someone who is stuck in operating their trauma cannot stand when someone who is in proximity to them is healing. They cannot understand when that person is moving on and growing and prospering in life. Because one, that's saying that it can happen. And two, it's saying, why didn't I think of this? Why didn't I come up with this? It's almost like being in competition with one another when in reality, breaking generational curses it's so much easier done when it's a group of us, when it's all of us doing it together. It's so hard to do it when it's just one person and everybody else is just stuck on the bullshit, stuck on operating out of trauma. It is so difficult. So I want to say this, any of you who are going through this, you are trying to 
you, you are pushing for a better life, whether it is changing your eating habits, changing the way you communicate with people, um, just anything that is helping you progress to become a better version of yourself, whatever that looks like to you. If you are getting pushback from your family because of that, don't stop. This doesn't mean for you, this doesn't mean you need to stop. It means you need to go even harder because you, you taking the steps to break those generational curses or those generational patterns, I learned that it's not a curse, it's, it's a pattern because it can be broken. When you're trying to break generational patterns, you don't know who's watching you. You know, you're healing a generation. You're healing a generation behind you. I am an aunt. My nephew is two years old. And I think about the habits that I want to show him. And the so it makes me feel like the work that I'm doing now, even though I'm not going to have children of my own, it makes me feel like the work that I'm doing now is worth it because when I'm long gone, he's going to know those patterns and, 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 and tools for healing that, that he saw in me and he's going to pass that along. And it's, it's just so beautiful. So if your grandmother, your mother, your dad, your grandpa, any, your aunt, uncle, anyone that came before you if they're looking at you like oh you think you're better than us because you're doing this and you're doing that well you know what it's not me who thinks that I'm better than you it's most likely you who thinks I'm better than you because me I've never looked at someone who is trying to do better in life I've never looked at them like Oh, do you think you're better than me or something? I looked at them like I'm inspired. I I want to do this too. I see that she came from this background. I see that she went through this, she went through that, she went through that, but she is defying all odds and I want to do that too. But I guess that's just the the real bitch in me. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it makes me feel so inspired seeing women and men who came from the same background as me prosper and grow. You know, I wish more of us had that attitude because it would be a lot easier on some of us who are working towards healing to heal. It'd be so much easier for me if I didn't hear that voice in my head from my mother who said, I think I'm better than people. My nigga, sometimes some things are just bullshit. 
and I don't care who it is. I don't care. I don't even care if it's fucking me. If it's me who's doing the bullshit, it's bullshit. That's what I guess that's what I'm tired of, bro. I'm fucking tired of people not calling a spade a spade. I'm tired of fucking sugarcoating shit. I'm tired of people not pointing things out and being like, this is what this is. So we could just move on, right? So we could just move to the next chapter. Like, let's let's fix this. When I'm saying this is toxic behavior, I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I'm not saying you should be stoned. I am saying let's fix this. But we can't fix it if we don't acknowledge what the fuck it is. I'm just so, I'm tired of it. I'm so fucking tired of it. The other day I was having a conversation with my brother and we were talking about whooping our children. And those of you who have listened to me for a little bit, you know that I'm just against it. It just is what it is. I'm against people putting their hands on other people, whether it's a mother to their child, a father to their child, a a mother to the, uh, the mom to the dad, the dad to the mom. I'm against people putting their hands on each other. I have been traumatized in some of the craziest ways. I have seen some of the craziest shit. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like watching boxing. I don't like watching UFC. I don't like it. I don't like it. Anyways, my brother and I, well, my siblings and I got the shit beat out of us. It wasn't like my mom or my dad came home after a long day and just slapped us. It wasn't like, it, it wasn't anything like that. However, <clears throat> it was situations where they went way too far. I was explaining to my brother how I am against people putting their hands on their children. I don't like seeing it. Do not do that around me. It, it's triggering. I don't like it, period. We were having a discussion. We were having a discussion. And it just seemed as though where he was coming from was, well, this is how I learned. Well, look where we're all at. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we just have to sit here and be like, this is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. This is not how I should. I need to operate. This is not being anxious anxiety, depression all over the place. This is not okay. We need to look at the product, what what happened afterwards. We need to look at the effect of the quote-unquote discipline. We need to look at what it did. And it do, it doesn't look pretty. If you lay it all out, it did, it doesn't look pretty at all. So, yes, you may have learned certain lessons, but there was a better way. Yes, you probably learned not to talk back to your elders by getting punched in the face, but there was a better way to communicate that. That's all I'm saying. But sometimes we're so stuck in in the way we think and how we were brought up and we just think it's just so fucking normal. But it's also because 
we befriend people, we get in relationships with people who have similar backgrounds as us because, you know, that's that's how you meet somebody. It's, you know, a neighbor or they went to the same school as you or something like that. So nine times out of ten, they're going to have similar experiences as you. So we're constantly communicating and sharing stories and we have similar stories, so we are constantly going to keep thinking that it's normal. All my friends got the shit beat out of them growing up. We all got whooped in crazy fucking ways. I know, like, in crazy ways. I, I was just about to tell you guys one way, but I don't know if this person listens to the podcast, but I've had friends who who were emotionally abused and we didn't know it. We didn't fucking know it. So someone like myself and like a lot of us who are in this healing process and, and understanding what was not okay in our childhood, we're coming to family reunions and, and holiday parties and we're like, listen, this is not okay. We're shaking the table. And sometimes when you're shaking the table and the people who want the table to sit still are going to try to demean you so you can sit down and stop speaking against what is normal in the family, which is emotional and physical and, and sexual abuse. I'm not going to be quiet about it. I'm not going to be quiet about it. I'm not going to fucking be quiet about it. I'm not going to be quiet about it. We have children who are in this shit. We have, we have, we need to do better. We fucking need to do better. Period. Period. And it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us because we are just knocking each other down. And it's it's sad. It is so sad. There's so many times I've just wanted to give up. I just wanted to say, fuck this shit. So many fucking times I wanted to say, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this healing shit anymore. This is tiring because I didn't feel supported by the people who, who passed down this trauma. Because sometimes it feels easier to just say, you know what, let me just continue to operate out of this trauma. It feels easier sometimes, but guys just know that it's, we're, we're doing a good job. We're doing, we're doing a good job. And the children that are going to come after us, whether it's our nieces or nephews or even our own children, the children who are watching us while we just walk down the street, like we're an example to each other. So let's fucking, we don't have to get it right per se or even perfect, but fuck, try, try nigga motherfucking try or at least for the very fucking least support the person who is don't be the one who's knocking that person down if you don't want to do the healing if you don't want to do the work fine but don't get in the way of the person who is that's all I'm motherfucking saying anyways we're gonna move on Oh, next topic, <laughs> needing hard lessons. 
I listened to this podcast called See the Thing Is with Bridget and Mandy. And Bridget was talking about how she used to need hard lessons. Um, like things to just or life to just hit her in the face before she learns from shit. And I've heard this quote so many times. Smart people learn from their mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. I've never been someone who needed to learn a hard lesson. I don't need life to slap me in the motherfucking face for me to be like, oh, wait, oh, hold on. Okay, all right, I get it. I just have to see someone go through it, and I'm like, oh, now I see the signs. I ain't dealing with that shit. I think that that's really how I became who I am, to be honest with you. That's why I have a lot of the principles that I do, because I have seen the exact opposite. You know when your parents say, do as I say, not as I do? I took that literally. Because my parents were people who said, don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex with someone that you don't like and respect and they don't like and respect you. I took that literally I was like okay like and I saw the result of what happens when you drink too much because there was there was a lot of alcohol abuse in my family I saw what happens when you do too much drugs there was a lot of drug abuse in my family um, I saw what happens when you have children with people you probably shouldn't have children with. And I learned from that for real, for real. Like I didn't start drinking until I was like 22, 21, 22. And I guess like, you know, that's the age you're legally allowed to drink. So it's like, oh, that's not something that's that big of a deal. But I knew motherfuckers who was drinking at 10. I'm joking, nah. Like, probably, like, 12, 11. I remember a bunch of girls got suspended from our school, elementary school, at that for being drunk or getting drunk in class. So I learned from the actions of the people around me, for sure, for sure. And... um Sometimes I get frustrated with people who need hard lessons, though. I once had a friend that was always into some shit. I always had to save her out of shit all the time. And I guess I shouldn't say I had to because I really didn't have to. But I felt a responsibility because she's my friend. When you have a weird sense of loyalty you feel like loyalty is letting people walk all over you and just coming back for more and she would just keep making these stupid ass mistakes and when I say stupid I mean homegirl could have lost her life over some of the shit she would do and I would come and pick her up and drop her off and 
and give her money here and then get this here and get this done there. It was like I was a mother of a fucking inmate on Beyond Scared Straight. It was just ridiculous. So I remember us talking and she was saying how she has to try things out before she learns a lesson. She's not the type that learns things without trying it out first. And I was like, okay, all right now. I can't keep doing this. And at this point in my life as a grown ass woman, not someone who thinks I'm better than everybody, just someone who is a grown ass woman with a job that I have to clock in at 8 a.m. and a podcast that I have to edit and shit that I have to do, a mental health that I have to sustain, responsibilities, okay? I don't have time for friends who are constantly making irresponsible decisions. I, I, I'm too old at this point. I'm too old. Like here and there, I get it. Oh God, you guys should see me in real life. Like I am a hot mother black ass mess. Okay. One thing I'm gonna do is make a motherfucking mistake. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Sometimes I'm like, sheesh, bitch. Like, are you serious? But anyone with a thinking brain could see that I'm trying, I'm working towards something and I cannot be perfect in all areas. So I have room and grace for that. I just do not have the energy for grown ass people making teenager mistakes. I cannot do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Call me whatever you want. Call me uppity. Call me whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I just don't got time for it. I just cannot do it. I cannot do it. I get really invested in my relationships with people. That might be a fault of my own. It, it, it probably isn't their problem, meaning my friends. So if I see that you're struggling and I see that you're going through something, as your friend, I want to help. But if you're constantly in spaces, getting into relationships with people, getting into turmoil relationships, getting into bullshit, always going to jail, always, I'm just like, all right. Call me up, call me, beat me if you want to reach me when you are out of this phase because I'm just not the down-ass friend. I'm not the friend that's going to meet up with you to go key his car. I'm not the friend that's going to give you a ride to go beat up his new girlfriend. I'm not doing it. I got a future. I got things to do. I am, I just cannot do it. Call me, like I, like I said, call me uppity, call me not a good friend, call me whatever you want, but I'm going to bed. I got my bonnet on. What are what are what the fuck are you doing? Go lay down. Go 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 somewhere. Because we got we got things to do, guys. We got shit to do. Is there room for mistakes? Yes. I'm willing to 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 work out mistakes. I'm willing to support my friends in their mistakes because, like I said, I'm queen mistake. But at some point, we have 
got to grow up and make more mature mistakes, I should say. Like the other day, not the other day, a couple months ago, I lost my debit card. And my phone bill was due. And they don't take Apple Pay. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait to pay my phone bill. My card gets in and my phone provider was texting me like, hey, your bill's due, your bill's due. And I was like, oh, I got to put my card on it. I'll do it. I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow turned into tomorrow. And then the next day and the next day and the next day, them motherfuckers just shut me off. They just shut me off. They just cut me off. And I'm at the 85 South show. So I'm trying to get into the venue. I'm trying to get in with my tickets on my phone and I don't have internet because my phone's off. And my girlfriend and my friend were just laughing at me. Just basically you could tell they're probably like this fucking dumbass. I was just too lazy to put my card on the app. That's it. So it's like, it's little dumb shit like that. I get, I get. You stretched out your oil change. Now you, your, your car is getting a little fucked up or you let your tread get a little fucked up on your car. Now you got a flat tire. Am I speaking about my life? Maybe. I understand being a little irresponsible in those areas. We could, we, you know, could, life is hard sometimes, guys. Like, for real. We're like, I, I sit down and I fucking think about fucking racism, sexism, colorism, um, homophobia, transphobia, all fucking day in the bed. Sometimes I'm fucking tired, guys. All right? Sometimes I'm fucking exhausted. So if I forget to fucking pay my phone bill if I fucking forget to change my tire or get an oil change fucking forgive me this world is on fire bitch like you know sometimes I feel like that sometimes I feel like the world is of daisies and puppies and and, and sunflowers sometimes I feel like the world is of demons and vampires okay so when those times come where I feel like the world is of demons and vampires, sometimes I just get so overwhelmed. I don't even want to see a fucking mechanic, okay? And I push the date back, push the date back. Now I'm on the side of the road with a flat tire, okay? Like, I get it. I get it. But but getting into a situation where you're keying a man's car that you knew did not give a fuck about you, I get it. I, I let that, you know, I get it. I get it. I get it. I completely understand it. Let's not keep doing it, all right? I'm saying constant. Like, I was bailing this bitch out for everything, constantly, over and over and over again. It got tiring. It got so tiring. Because at some point, you have to look at it like this. Is this a good friend? Because she keeps putting herself in these situations and then calling you up to solve these problems. So she obviously knows that she always has someone to save her. So at some point you kind of think of it like, bitch, are you taking advantage of me? You get what I'm saying? You know that there's always somebody. So you're like, I might as well just do it. Not even thinking about all the other things that I have to do, not even caring about it. You know, so at some point you are a bad friend even if you don't think you are because the situation has to do with 
you and a man because he cheated on you, whatever, whatever. You keep putting yourself in these situations and you keep needing people to save you out of them. At some point, you have to see the people who care about you and understand that it's not only affecting you, but it's affecting them. And yeah. I've always been that fucking friend. I've always been the Captain Save a Ho friend. My God. Since I was a child. I've always been the friend that people wanted to vent to. I was never the friend that people wanted to fucking turn up with. Like, I will <laughs> I will literally see someone having a good ass time with their other friends, partying, twerking. Oh yeah, yeah, go, hey, go, bitch. Uh, shabuya, sha, sha, shabuya, roll call, having a good ass time. But when they meet up with me, they want to have a fucking therapy session. Bitch, I want a shabuya. I want a roll call. It may, it's always making me, it's always made me feel so used, so used. Cause it's always like, thank you so much Asia for being there for me. Now let me go and take everything you gave to me and have a good old time somewhere else. So you come, you suck all the life out of me and then you have fun with all your other friends. It's like, I'm an unpaid therapist. I'm not your friend at this point. All right, guys. So moving on, we are going to go into the Q&A portion of the episode. So let's get into it. Okay. All right. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, God. This... This question was so heavy. All right. Question number one. Can I be pretty while still being overweight? I don't know how to improve my confidence without it being tied to me working out. So to answer the first question, you indeed could be pretty while being overweight. (laughs) I want to give you space and acknowledge the fact that the way society sees bigger women is disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. It's ridiculous the way they treat bigger women, specifically bigger women. People are fucking disgusting. So I do want to give you space and acknowledge the fact that this is how the world behaves. But the way I see fat women, I don't think, I don't, how do I say this? I don't look at people and be like, she's ugly because she's fat. That doesn't cross my mind. Like nothing, no, that doesn't cross my mind at all. I don't see beauty and Beauty and weight have nothing to do with each other in my eyes. Every woman at every size has the potential to be and look beautiful. 
I'm I'm just not that type of person. I've never been that type of person. I I just don't see it. I just don't see how someone could be ugly because they're fat or someone could be ugly because they're too skinny. No, I, I, I don't see that. I don't see it that way. But you said that your confidence, that you don't know how to have confidence without it being tied to working out, which I could really understand. There's one side of me that says, well, working out does make people feel better. Moving your body in general makes people feel better. So I want you to give yourself grace because it just, that's just what it does. And we are dopamine addicts as human beings and we constantly want dopamine. And it's great that you're getting dopamine from working out and I don't know you, but you know, like it's, it's a very healthy way to, to gain confidence. However, I don't know if you're trying to say it's going too far and if it's going too far, maybe try to cut back a little bit because it is low key toxic to attach your worth to doing something. And that's what I'm working on as well. I attach my worth to productivity and it has really taken a toll on my health. I wasn't sleeping right for a little bit, which which caused me to stress out a lot. I I broke out in hives all over my face the other day uh, because I was so stressed out because I hadn't slept. And, you know, when you don't sleep, you can't think straight. And when you're trying to think straight, you just can't. And it's frustrating and you get depressed. It's 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 crazy. So maybe cut back a little bit do a lot more resting, do a lot more self-care activities like taking bubble baths and rubbing your body and just telling your body that is beautiful the way it is exactly right now, not after you work out or after you get the abs or after your booty looks this way. Now, oh, dang, I rolled my end. Now, your body looks beautiful exactly how it is right the fuck now. Because the thing is this, is that like you can't treat your body nicely if you hate it, right? So you have to love exactly what it is right now to treat it nicely. You can't treat it nicely without thinking that it deserves to be treated nicely, right? You have to love it right now. And I want you to know that your body is beautiful exactly how it is right exact now and and working out it's healthy moving your body it's healthy maybe try a different method of working out maybe dance put on your favorite song every morning and dance for nine minutes straight just get just is it worth it let me work it because dancing makes you love your body it makes you fall in love with the way your body moves get naked Get naked. Actually, that's exactly what I want you to do. Get completely naked and dance. And maybe if if you want to take it a step further, record yourself or do it in front of a mirror. But if you're not there yet, if you're not too comfortable, that's fine. 
but get into your go into your room get get butt ass naked no socks no sh- nothing toes out everything i don't care how your toes look either dance that has helped me so much with falling in love with my body i know you guys might see me and and you know i'm 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 not I'm 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 not bigger so there's there's there is privilege in that but I have a lot of scars on me that I was really really insecure about so I and I had and I knew I had to fall in love with my body because this is the only body that God has given me so I dance I hardly wear clothes guys you you see my fucking Instagram I look like a fucking whore that's okay I love it I love looking like a whore I love looking like a sweat. It's fun. But yeah, get naked and dance and feel on your body, feel your stomach all whatever if if it's super skinny and you hate it or if it's fat and you hate it, feel it into oh I love you so much. I love you. I love you stomach. I love you ass if it's flat, if it's too wide, if it's too whatever, whatever you think it is. Oh, I love you. Oh my god, I love you so much and grab it. And, and just show it so much love. And you might not mean it now, but you will eventually. Just keep practicing that. Second and last question, because my camera's about to die. What are your thoughts about gender identity, changing pronouns, and how it may affect our youth? Um, I am pro-do whatever the fuck you want, and I don't care how old you are. I want parents and, and people just as a community to encourage one another to be ourselves, whatever that is. I don't give a fuck what you call yourself. I don't care what you identify as. Be yourself. If someone wants to be, if, if someone says they, they're, they're non-binary or they're trans or, okay, all right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's for us to police how someone sees themselves. Who the fuck are you? Who I spit. Who the fuck are you? Not talking to you who asked this question, but us in general. Who are we to tell someone that they need to be something that they're fucking not? If someone comes up to me and says that I'm this, okay, you're that. I accept you. I love you. You're my brother, you're my sister. Like it doesn't matter. You're my sibling. You're you're I I love you. I'm all about good character. That's it. That is it. Anything extra is just extra. I don't care. Honestly, a lot of people act like they give a fuck about our youth, not talking about you, but there's a lot of people who make this excuse as to like saying basically justifying why they don't think that changing your gender or or identifying as non-binary they they make the excuse that it's going to it's going to tamper the minds of our youth there are so many other things to fucking worry about when it comes to tampering our youth let's have a planet for our youth to live on. Let's start with that, okay? Let's have water for our youth to drink. Let's start with that, okay? Let's let's um show our youth good communication skills. Motherfuckers are over here punching each other in the face, shooting each other and all this shit, promoting violence. Let's start with that. Someone 
identifying as non-binary or gay or lesbian is not going to tamper our youth the same way that them not being able to have fucking drinking water. Okay. Let's focus on that. If more of us focused on, on saving the planet or having good coping mechanisms or good communication skills more than we focus on the LGBT community and that being um, introduced into our children's life, children would be a lot better off. A lot better off. These kids are seeing dad punch mom in the face, mom punch dad in the face, mom kick dad, uh, dad cheating on mom, mom doing all this shit. They're seeing all this and we're like, but let's not show them trans people. Come on, let's be real. Let's be, let's be fucking for real, okay? We've got, we've got other fish to fry, okay? We got other motherfucking fish to fry. Let's focus on more productive things, okay? Goodness gracious. Anyways, I talk too much this motherfucking episode, but you know, this is my podcast. How you doing? So we're going to end this episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel, Asia My Queen. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Asia My Queen. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. Love you. Bye-bye.